0: Welcome to Essential Viewing. I'm Christian Cuevas, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, directed by Jim Jarmusch and starring Forrest Whitaker. If you'd like to watch along with us, next episode, we'll be discussing The North Man, the new film from director Robert Eggers, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, and many more. We've got a great episode lineup up for you today, so let's get right into it. All right. And we are back with another episode of Essential Viewing. I'm Christian Cuevas here
1: with... Cole Beeling. And Bryce Kramer.
0: And today we'll be discussing Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, written and directed by Jim Jarmusch and starring Forrest Whitaker and uh, Henry Silva with a musical score by the RZA of the Wu-Tang Clan. So that's what we'll be talking about today. But before we get into that, let's head over to the roundtable. This is where we discuss the films, the television, the media that we've been consuming since our last episode, which was a long time ago now, our last real episode where all of us were you know on the phone. When was that? Like two weeks? Yeah, or at least yeah.
2: at least two weeks ago. So we have a yeah, yeah, big buckle in
1: for a, a big, big, big round table.
2: This big big
0: round, table. Beefy round table. <laughs> big and beefy, very big and very round. So let's let's get into <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs>
2: the roundest table. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Cole, why don't you you start us off?
2: All right. So we're in for a truly international Essential Viewing episode this week. Not only have I been consuming – well, I've consumed some international media. I am abroad. So um, I want to give a shout-out first to our handful of listeners we have living in Europe, namely in Austria, the country I'm currently staying (laughs) for this episode of Essential Viewing. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I've had – since I've been traveling uh, the last few weeks – I've had a lot of time to catch up and watch some films that I've been wanting to watch for a while. Um, I'll go through them quickly because I've had quite a bit and I'll try to go in chronological order. So first on my flight (laughs) here, I watched Vanilla Sky, the 2001 film with Tom Cruise, um, Penelope Cruz and um, Cameron Diaz, I think, Um, is fine. It's kind of like this like romantic comedy meets Total Recall. In a way, um, I thought it was okay. Um, Tom Cruise is great in it, like he is in everything. Oh, Kurt Russell's in it as well. the the one The one thing that really stood out to me, and I wanted to bring up with you guys, is um one of a, a very respected actor that I find on or that I think we all find on this podcast, Ben Mendelsohn, um, the Australian uh-huh. man who is notably in um a Star Wars movie that's name is escaping me. Um, Rogue One Rogue One Yes Rogue One Thank you The guy there, that's like
1: Always a villain Yeah, He's yeah.
2: always a villain There is a an actor In Vanilla Sky That looks Exactly like him And when I saw him First in the movie I was like Oh wow This is like a very Early role for Ben Mendelsohn But it's not Ben Mendelsohn <laughs> It's a Oh really It's another guy his, I think his name is Noah Taylor He's been in a, a couple Other things I've seen But he is also An Australian man That looks just like Ben Mendelsohn they're like the same age and they have the same kind of like lisp when they talk. And I was like, when I saw it and I was doing some research, I was having like a Mandela effect of moment, like a moment. I thought, I thought that like Ben Mendelssohn didn't exist. And all the movies I had seen had this other guy in them. Um, uh, after watching vanilla sky, I watched drive my car, the winner of best international film, I believe from this, this year's Academy awards. Um, it was really good. It's a very beautiful movie. It is long, but it doesn't it's like it feels right, I think. I think that you get or at least yeah. Chris you brought that point up. Um I liked it quite a bit. Um it wasn't a five-star film for me, but uh it was it I think it definitely would have been considered essential viewing had we rated it. So that might have to be added on the list. Um after that I watched the HBO series Peacemaker on the recommendation oh, of Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> um it's good. It's a it's a fun show. Uh, James Gunn, like, really nails it with his, like, kind of childish humor and, and like, it's, it's consistent throughout the way that the characters interact with each other and just, like, have really ridiculous lines to each other. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't as blown away by the by the final, like, big cameo that happens in the last episode. I think maybe just because I knew it was coming. Um, uh, did you uh, know who it was, though? I didn't know. I, I had completely uh. avoided spoilers. So when it did happen, I was like, oh, that was cool. And it's it just was funny. Yeah, and it, and it's funny, and I won't spoil it here for those that haven't seen it, but it's it's good. I think it'll. It's. I'm glad that I think it's been reviewed for. I think it has been reviewed for a second season. Yeah, it um, has. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, since then, um, I watched. Oh, what the, what else? Oh, I watched the. I think it's from 2006. Um, this film from Richard Linklater called A Scanner Darkly. I don't. Oh, know
1: that's the weird one. That's like was filmed, and then like they like drew over every frame, right? With Keanu. Yes, yes it's yeah. with Ke-
2: Keanu Reeves. It has a stacked cast. It's Keanu Reeves, Robert Downey Jr., Woody Harrelson, and Winona Ryder. Um, and yeah, it the way the best way I can describe it is like you know how the GTA loading scenes look, mm-hmm. like that's basically what this whole film looks like, and it's it's a strange movie for that reason. And honestly, like the the visuals kind of put me off for part of the the film. Like the actual characters themselves look fine, but um, when there's some animation issues or like some movement issues, and there was notably one scene where they're like driving down a highway, and the cars literally just look like they're like sliding along the road, almost like um, an animated storyboard, not like an actual like moving car. So it's 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 very silly. And then I thought that the the plot was a little or like the execution of the plot was a little off. Um, But the best thing from it is like Richard Linklater really nails this kind of like um, vibe type, like movie trope where you have characters just kind of like having these extended discussions that are like quirky and kind of fun to listen to a la. um, uh, Oh my God. Dazed and confused. Confused. Yes. Thank you. I was thinking of some (laughs) like it hot, but that's the sequel. Um, anyway so there, there are really great scenes like that and then robert downey jr's performance in this is like really really good um so i enjoyed that quite a bit um but uh that was a scanner darkly i feel like i've watched
1: i've wanted to watch that just out of like curiosity because it looks yeah. so strange
2: yes that was that was the, my exact same thought um and i'm i'm glad i watched it ultimately but like it was it was just okay i didn't it wasn't i wasn't blown away yeah. where did and then, you see it well, how did I see it?
0: Yeah, what did you...
2: Oh, I watched... It's on HBO. Basically, everything I've been watching has been on HBO. Um,
0: it must be, like, on HBO in Europe, because I don't see it on HBO. It,
2: yes, that's another thing. I'm, like, restricted to what's available based on the location, so... Um, yeah, but
0: I'm, you have some extra perks.
2: <laughs> Something's
1: <laughs> yeah. missing, some extras. Yeah. I,
2: I think I think also it's, like, uh, not... I mean, I think the selection is a little limited <laughs> while I've been here, but um, compared to the U.S. selection, but... Um, Anyway, and then the last thing that I, I forgot about it, maybe that's a little telling. I watched the two part animated Batman film The Long Halloween, also on HBO. Mm. I was chatting about this with you guys a little bit. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, part one kind of dragged, I thought, and then part two picked up and was a bit better. It's been a while since I read the graphic novel it's based on. Um, but it, it's really like I would have rather it's basically two one and a half hour films. And I kind of wish they had just, like, trimmed out maybe 30 minutes and then just made it one extended piece. Um, yeah. There, it, it, is, it's, it, it is cool. I really liked how the, it's, it's even, like, almost more of a mob-based Batman story than even the Batman. Um, and it's, there's a cool kind of a there, – there, it's another origin story to Harvey Dent slash Two-Face type thing. And then the one thing that I remembered that really stood out to me and is very strange, and I don't know if you guys will think this is strange as well, but in the, in the film, they very deliberately depict Lieutenant Gordon or Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent living in like suburban Gotham in like single family homes. And I saw that and it just like threw me through a loop. Like I <laughs> I've never seen that before. Whenever I think of Batman characters, they're always living in like giant high rise apartments. So when yeah. I saw them like going back to these like Neat little neighborhoods, and then like walking into their house and going into a backyard. I thought it was just very odd. Um, I definitely Super seen that picture like for
1: Gordon before because he's got like a wife and his oh. daughter Barbara. You know, I don't, I can't think of Harvey Dent specifically, but I uh, yeah. definitely seen that for Gordon before.
2: Yeah, that was that was just one thing, and then the other thing is um the and it, maybe it's not like that surprising, but the the main the, they they the, Carmine Falcone is like a big part in this uh, animated film, and they model his character. To look exactly like Marlon Brando from The Godfather, <laughs> like, huh. like basically exactly, and it's, I mean, it's like, I don't know, maybe that's just like a stereotype thing, but it, it's, it's kind of, it's cool, it's cool. Um
1: A lot of those those animated adaptations end up being like almost like page for page, panel for panel, like recreations of the comics, except like, with some notable exceptions. Yes, which,
2: except for the Killing Joke one.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but like Batman Year One and like Dark Knight Returns are like very, very faithful. to like the original graphic novels they're based on. And I haven't seen this one yet, so I'm not sure. Oh, um, okay. How close it is, but.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll let you, you decide then Bryce. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's all for me uh, actually. So hopefully I know it was a little bit long. The one thing I will say, I'm very much looking forward to the return of Better Call Saul. I've been like kind of going back and like catching up on, like getting re- reprimed for the material. Cause it's been like almost two years since season five came out. So, I'm mm. very excited for that, and I will probably encourage you guys to watch it as well. I think you'd actually really like it, Chris. Um, mm, okay. but but yeah, that's that's it. I'll turn it over to Bryce.
1: okay. um, try to speed run t v here really quick. um, finish the first season of severance. I'm just plugging this again because it's amazing, and you guys gotta watch it. The finale was like. Uh, if I say this, Chris will probably yell at me. But it's like Uncut Gems level of like suspense. <laughs> oh man, it's on my <laughs> um, at list. At least price. in my what? opinion, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely it's not not as good as Uncut Gems, but like I got I was like on the edge of my seat during the whole final episode, kind of like you know the entirety of, of that movie. Um, so so great show, got renewed for second season. I'm super hyped for that. Um, I watched. I've, I've, I've I'm not fully caught up on Atlanta. I think I watched like the first four episodes. I think there's five out now um just incredible like if if i got into atlanta we could have like a whole podcast like for each episode of that show i feel it's just it's so good yeah the third season has just been been phenomenal so far um so definitely check that out if you haven't yet um and then i started watching the fourth season of the marvelous mrs mazel on amazon prime i think i'm like two or three episodes in i don't know if you guys have heard of this but like it's but it's been like it was like one of Amazon's like first original shows and it's, it's super Mm -hmm. good. It's about this, this woman, like trying to make it as like a comic in New York city in the, in the sixties. Um, it's super funny, like really, really sharply like written. It, It feels like fast paced dialogue, a la like a, like an Aaron Sorkin sort of show. Um, so, so I, I like that show a lot and I've been enjoying the new season. Um, I'm probably forgetting some TV, but I'll move on to movies now. Um, mostly just stuff in theaters there have been like a lot of cool recent releases recently um i'm gonna <laughs> i saw i saw sonic the hedgehog 2 <laughs> which was like it was super fun i when i was like halfway through it i was like okay yeah it's kind of like i enjoyed the first one a lot also but it's just kind of like you know it's whatever it's just like a fun like family kind of comedy movie sort of thing um and then the second one is is similar but like these are like, I feel like these are like the best like video game <laughs> movies that we're ever going to get. Um, mm. Wow. Like both both of them have been really, and that's not saying much because video game movies are like horrible, but like these two, for sure, like the best example of ones I've ever seen. This is um, Jim
0: Carrey's like farewell.
1: Yeah. Role. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Jim really? Carrey, Jim Carrey as like the villain in those, like as Eggman is just like, I don't know if, I don't, I don't want to say like he elevates it so much. Wait, but I thought like he was Dr. Funny. Robotnik. Yeah. 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 That's same same, I think that same character oh, okay. yeah
2: i don't know anything he goes by either did, did he say um, that did jim carrey say these are the last He said he's
0: retiring
2: oh my god he
1: said he's done enough yeah. oh
2: that's a
0: shame. but the i one- feel like
1: people say that a lot and then they usually like make other movies i mean later. I'm daniel Day lewis been like, hasn't
0: been back since phantom thread that was a while ago yeah
1: yeah well anyways if it was his last movie he he really dialed it up for that one and he's like he's super entertaining in it um i'm not like the biggest sonic fan like i've played some of the games you know i'm I'm familiar with just gaming as a whole so I'm familiar with stuff but like it really delivers like on a lot of the kind of video game moments you'd want it to um even for my mm-hmm. like lesser familiarity I was still like oh that's awesome like they did that um mm. it's it's just it's just a good time um by halfway through I was going kind of like eh, okay this is okay but like by the time it ended I was like okay I was really glad I actually actually watched that um mm. other than that I saw a couple other movies I'm gonna say <laughs> We're going to play a little game here. I'm going to say what movie it, it reminded me of, and you're going to tell me what movie <laughs> I'm, I'm talking of. So I, I watched Speed 3. <laughs> oh, Ambulance? Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I watched um, The Matrix 5.
2: Everything, yeah. Everywhere, All at Once? All, all everybody, yeah. all over the place, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes.
1: And then I watched um, the prequel to The Last Duel.
2: Oh, I think I saw it. Did you review it on Letterboxd? And I saw, yeah. I saw it. I had no idea what it was.
1: Yeah, it's just this movie called Duel. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, so I'll start Wait, with that's the, the Duel. the Steven
0: Spielberg movie, right? Is it Steven
1: no. Spielberg? No. No, I'll talk about this one first because I think it's the one that neither of you guys are familiar with or have seen. Um, but Duel is like, it's this really weird, it's this weird movie. It was in, I just like it saw it like Steven scrolling. Steven
0: Spielberg. 1971? <laughs>
1: No, no, this is 2022, like I said oh, in the theater. Okay. Like, it just came out. Um, I think you would really like it, Chris, but mm. it's, like, this really weird world where, like... Oh, you do, can, you can dual,
2: like, D-U-A-L.
1: Yeah, oh. but it's, oh, like, a little okay. bit of a double entendre on the title. Um, I see. It's, it's, like, this world where, like, you can clone yourself. Um, so, like, if, if, like, you're dying, you can decide to, like, get a clone made of yourself, like, to fill the void, like, for your friends and family, like, when you pass away um huh. so like in the movie like karen gillen i don't last i think that's right that's right but she's like she finds that she has like a terminal prognosis so like she decides like to get herself cloned to like fill in for her when she dies um yeah. and but then it turns out her prognosis she like recovers um and then like the law is that once that happens like there's not allowed to be you and your clone in the world so like She's forced to have a duel to the death with her clone <laughs> to figure out like which one of them gets to remain living. Um, the premise of this badass.
0: sounds identical to the movie um, Swan Song with Mahershala Ali.
1: I've wanted to watch that. That one's on Apple TV. I saw that. Yeah, I haven't seen but it it yet. I don't
0: think they end up having a duel in that movie. But it's a similar setup.
1: Like yeah, Hulk but anyway, so like, so like yeah. she like searches out like Aaron Paul like to to train her and like get ready for the duel, and then that's all I say for the plot. But um. I liked it a lot. It's it's really weird because like it feels almost like a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. I'm probably pronouncing oh, his name but you know like they guy like the lobster yeah. and like Secret of a Killing Dare because everyone just like talks like extremely monotone and like just says like very bluntly like exactly what they're thinking and like don't show like any human emotion whatsoever. Um, mm. So like it, it's very strange in that sense and just kind of like the setting and the the world that they've kind of showing here is, is very strange but um i kind of got some like dark it's it like darkly comedic um i got like some good laughs out of it there's like some some strange but good performances you know because there's like no emotion um but yeah I, I would definitely say check it out at the very least it's like a weird unique interesting watch um probably not essential viewing but but i enjoyed it um and it's, it's really short it's only like an hour and a half or so okay mm-hmm um ambulance i think chris and i can like talk about this one at the same time um <laughs> but like ambulance was like super cool <laughs> um it's just like an insane movie um jake gyllenhaal is just like off the walls like 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 you've seen him in like a lot of other roles like being off the walls but like he like matches that in this one um and then Yaa, yaya abdul mateen kind of like grounds it being like kind of the emotional core of the story um and like as Michael Bay movies go, obviously it has like over the top like action and explosions, and like it doesn't doesn't disappoint in terms of that stuff. But like just just a nonstop thrill ride, a la, a la the speed movies. Um, yeah. And then I don't, I guess I feel we were, we still want to do an episode on everything, everywhere all at once. I'm not gonna dive into it, but but I loved it, and um, definitely recommend watching it.
0: All right, well, I guess I'll I'll do my turn now. Please. <laughs> um yeah so I, I didn't watch that many movies wow you watched a lot of <laughs> movies what was that like six
1: movies bryce no it was just four four
0: okay and a lot I, did, of TV. I, did, I watched yeah on a lot of tv uh, I i'm watched, making the
1: use of my a-list you know i, I pull yeah. the mc app i see oh this is out I'm, I'm vaguely interested in that I'll go, I'll go see it
0: that one movie duel i don't even know if it's playing here i didn't see it like, I, I, I never heard of it you saw it in the theater right
1: yeah literally huh. literally
0: yesterday Interesting. yeah hmm. well anyways I saw the first movie I watched was this movie called Across 110th Street. This is from 1972. And this is like a very interesting – it actually is uh, kind of deals with some similar themes as, as Ghost Dog, which is the movie that we will eventually be talking about in this episode. Oh, and I forgot the to entry. say, I,
1: I also watched the sequel to Leon the Professional.
0: <laughs> There's a sequel?
1: There's a ghost dog? Ghost, ghost Dog. <laughs> oh,
0: all right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but so this movie, Across 110th Street, it's, it's about like these three guys – from Harlem, these three black guys, they, they, they do a robbery that, and they end up like, they, they're, they don't know who they're robbing, but it turns out that they're stealing money from the uh, Italian mafia, right? So the Italians send a bunch of killers into Harlem to try and find these guys that did the robbery. And then these guys are basically like on the loose. And the main character has um, epilepsy. Epilepsy. So he like he's wow. and he, he's like is trying to like deal with that while also like being you know, like on the run from all these Italian killers who are like looking for him, right? And it kind of plays out like a, like a, like a heist mafia movie where like, you know, one of the characters is kind of like he, taking his money from the heist and like blowing it on, you know, irresponsible things and just make drawing a lot of attention to himself so that guy gets caught and that's basically how the the mafia like catches wind of where the other two guys are so then it it kind of plays out it's like this really suspenseful kind of intense thriller just like sort of raw like running through the streets of like the upper west side and harlem which was really grungy i mean we, we obviously watched west side story but and this is set about like 20 30 years after that, which it was still a grungy part of the city even then. And you're seeing it from a different angle. Like it's not, it's not so like they're not singing songs, like they're shooting each other with Uzis, you know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it's full full blown car chase explosives. Yeah, no, it's,
0: it's really like, it's really like a, a very intense, it almost reminded me almost of like Uncut Gems. I, mean, I need to stop. We, we got to stop comparing things to Uncut <laughs> Gems. But but it did re, it did remind me of that a little bit, just like with the intensity of this main character just like frantically running through the streets. And he has this Uzi the whole time that has like unlimited ammo. And the thing is so loud. And, and he just, he, there's a lot of scenes where he just like starts firing off at people and it's so loud. I'm like, damn, this Uzi like is like <laughs> unstoppable. But yeah, it's a cool movie. And it also gave birth to... um. The song "Across 110th Street" by Bobby Womack, which is like probably one of the best songs ever made, in my opinion, and it's a song that's been used in a lot of movies since this movie. The uh, song has been here being,
2: tonight. By
0: yeah, no, for real. This song has been used in uh, Jackie Brown, Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. It's been used in Ridley Scott's um, American Gangster. It's like a, it's like a really like just big cinematic song kind of about like you know class struggle and racism in new york and it's 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 a song that's just like made to be to accompany like cinematic moments in a movie if you listen to it you'll get what i'm get what i'm saying but that's kind of what drew me to watch this is just because i i love that song and this was the movie that that song came from so yeah it's, it's a great time
1: i'm gonna have to make um, use of my criterion free trial and, and watch. yeah this. criterion
0: <laughs> you know, got a lot of good stuff yeah uh, and then of course i watched ambulance which you know ambulances was, was like really something like it reminded me a lot actually of um of like like the first half is like reminds me of michael mann's heat which is a movie that we got to watch at some point here um it's like one of the all-time classic heist movies it kind of played out like heat and then it turned more into like you know like the speed kind of chase thing but like they really milked like every ounce of drama that they could (laughs) out of that concept you know like everything that could happen with that
1: concept like they did and like i was like surprised they kept coming up with ideas i was like all right they yeah can't top what they just did there yeah and then like there's like another crazy set piece that i didn't see coming
2: should yeah I, it just kept coming you guys are talking about or is it just like they like the things you can do in an ambulance
0: <laughs> yeah just like all the like like if you think about the, the setup right which is like these guys, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul Mateen, like do a heist, and in their attempt to escape the heist, they end up hijacking an ambulance. Right? Mm-hmm. If you think about all the things that could go wrong in that scenario, and how they might create interesting drama on screen in a movie, like they came up—it seems like they came up with every possible idea and they put it in the movie. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Okay, I'm, I'm so excited like to see it. I
1: don't want to. This is this is not bad enough to spoil for Cole, but. I think I feel like you know, um, in Uncut Gems, uh, Adam Sandler saying "This is how I win" is like on yeah. par with with Jake Gyllenhaal saying "We don't we stop, don't stop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty
0: great. And like Jake Gyllenhaal is like this this maniac like GTA character, right? And and yeah, yeah. Like yab-
1: it feels like GTA V the movie.
0: almost. Yeah, which is also like kind of like a reference to, to Heat because um, there's a connection there, but but like. Um, yeah. And Yahya Abdul-Mateen, he's like his like uh, kind of foster brother, like adoptive brother. And like he was like trying to like go clean. And like so they have this kind of like uh, this sort of tension because Jake Hall doesn't care. He just wants to rob banks. And Yahya is like trying to be a good person, but also like trying to be loyal to his brother. So it like sets up a really interesting conflict and there it feels like those are like deep characters even though like the whole movie is just them in an ambulance like if yeah. you still feel like you're like getting like a big window into the characters
1: and also like they develop like quite like a world and like a backstory they do in this one and pretty like organically as well like at the beginning yeah like not quite sure like who these characters are and how like they know each other but then it just kind of like seamlessly like weaves in like as the, the movie's going there's not and like it's a like exposition dump in the it's impressive the given that the movie yeah. is
0: literally just a car chase,
1: <laughs> like it's impressive <laughs> that they're able to, able to the do all this character development stuff. <laughs> Essentially, okay. Yes. There is one character's relationship to Jake Gyllenhaal that was that was a bit ham fisted. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about, but
0: yeah, it, it was good. Also, like Michael Bay, like like I don't know if he like they they must have been like a sale on drones or something for this movie because the movie has all these insane like drone shots where, like, the drone would just, like, fly in the air and, like, do a flip. (laughs) Like, there's all these shots where it just felt like someone was just, like, playing with a drone and they just, like, put them in the movie. And, like, at first I I was just, like, laughing every time. (laughs) But I was, like, I I came to, I I grew to like the shots, but it's, like, all these, like, wild shots where they'll just, like, fly over a building and, like, the camera will, like, literally, like, do a backflip. And you're just, like, watching this. (laughs) And it feels like you're watching, like, a Best Buy, like advertisement for a drone that's like oh. ham-fisted into the movie that's really okay funny. speaking
1: of things that were ham-fisted into the movie <laughs> there's this scene this is now an ambulance podcast yeah. but there's like the scene where like isa gonzalez is like with her like new partner after like their first ambulance job or whatever and yeah. she's like drinking a heineken <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, hey, you can't drink on the job. And she's like, no, it's zero alcohol. And then holds up the Heineken and shows it to the camera.
0: Yeah. What? There's a lot of product
2: placement, especially. Oh, oh for- that's great. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys everything you guys have described about this has made me want to watch it more and more.
0: No, it's great. I mean it's like it's like it's like peak like Michael Bay style. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's and so many more moments I want to talk
1: about, but I don't, I
2: don't want to spoil them for Cole. Yeah, you should <laughs> okay. definitely
0: you should definitely see it when you've come back stateside. I, I um, definitely will.
2: And no, then no, finally, there's, no, there's huh? no fun. They won't screen fun American content like that in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: No, sorry. And then finally, I saw uh, Bryce and the Internet's favorite movie, Everybody All Over the Place. All it's the everything, time, everything, everywhere, all at yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a multiverse, right? Maybe the movie has a, n- a different title in, in my reality than yours, huh, Bryce? True. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and look, I won't, I won't get into the, the battle lines. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. All right, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Um, it's not. It's not as good as the internet would have you believe, and the internet would have you believe that it's one of the all-time greats of cinema, which it's not. It's a fun movie. It's essentially like an A24 highbrow Marvel movie. Um, you know, it's, it's very wacky and big and wild. And, you know, it's a very, like, visually impressive movie. Um, it, it essentially is literally like The Matrix. Like, it, it's the it's literally the storyline of The Matrix.
1: But the, like, the first half is, like, very The Matrix. Yeah. And then the, then the second half changes it up a bit. But yeah. yeah.
0: But, I mean, it's the same setup as The Matrix, but it's, like, done in, like, a much, like, wackier, crazier, like comedic way. But it's not like the Matrix Resurrections. Like
1: it's it's actually like <laughs> like a good movie. Um, you know, it's yeah, kind of I, just like I, a nice I was swarm. laughing, I was I was crying, I was I was jumping out of my seat, I was was yeah, clenching. I was. I, my emotions yeah, were all I'm, over the I'm place. I'm sure you watching were.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you sure you were clenching, huh? <laughs> you're clenching.
1: There's one scene in particular where you really, you really start clenching.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't look at the, Chris knows the hot what dog hands. About. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I couldn't look at the hot dog hands. I had to avert my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> to the hot dog hands <laughs> thing was <laughs> happening. I couldn't. I couldn't look at that. Like. It, it, it 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 just disturbs my something about it. I know I can't look at it. But <laughs> that, that look, knocked a star off and Chris's yeah
1: Chris's score.
0: <laughs> but um, you know, it's a good movie. It's like it's like if Disney were to purchase A twenty four and start like cranking out Disney fied A twenty four movies, that's what they'd make. Which look, I'm not that's not a criticism. Like it's fine. It it was good. Like Three and a half stars. Well, I'll, I should have saved that for the next episode, but that oh, was my rating on Letterboxd. A sneak preview. <laughs> yeah. you, hey, maybe it'll re- change you,
1: between now and then. Do you, you want to revisit your Morbius score then? <laughs> you,
0: okay, if we're gonna start revisiting <laughs> scores, no, I would I mean, not. If, like if to this is my half Morbius a. This scores. is
1: half a star better than Morbius's. You no,
0: know, uh, if Avengers in Infinity War is 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 two stars better than Goodfellas. <laughs> How about, okay. that? <laughs> How about that um hey. yeah but but anyways uh that, that's all i got yeah a nice trio of, of films no watching watchmen with chris no watching watchmen oh, i did watch man. some archer i watched uh archer uh, season yes. i think it's like whatever archer 1999 is whatever season that is I was uh, watching a couple episodes of that archer was, season 17 at this point something something like that yeah um, all right. So that concludes our, our half hour round table.
2: Um Hefty supersized roundtable.
0: Yeah, the supersized round table. Well that said, let's talk about what we came here to talk about, which is Ghost Dog, the way of the samurai. Uh, and we're gonna need a synopsis, a brief synopsis. <laughs> and let's 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 go to our European correspondent Cole Bielan. Uh,
2: yes. Thank you. Um So Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, this is one that I had never heard of before prior to Chris, you know, mentioning in our group chat. Um, So essentially the premise is uh, Forrest Whitaker plays Ghost Dog, a hitman for the Italian mob um, who lives in a unnamed city in a state that whose motto is the industrial state, which is a, a great, great detail. And Ghost Dog goes about his business executing hits for the mob. He communicates through only, or he communicates with just one other person in the Italian mob. I honestly can't remember his name right now. Um, I don't know if you guys want to chime Louis. in. Louis, it's Louis. Oh yes, Louis. Thank you. And but he only communicates to Louis via carrier pigeon. <laughs> um, and he executes his hits with surgical precision. He gets paid on the same day of the year, the first day of autumn. And he's been working with the mob for, I think, a few years. I can't remember exactly what Louis says. And um, lo and behold, while uh, Ghost Dog is going out on an assignment one night, he uh, kills a person in front of the head of the mob family's daughter. Um, And eventually, kind of for a reason that's not entirely clear, I think it's mainly they want to, like, shield her.
0: It's because... because she witnessed the killing they have to they oh. they wanted the guy killed but because she witnessed the killing then they they feel like they have to re- get retribution against him in order to like save face basically
2: yes and so so then the film essentially turns into the italian mob on the hunt for our man ghost dog who i have regret regretfully not said yet has a a, a big affinity for the way of the samurai which is the you know the subtitle yes. of the film so Throughout the film, um, you get Ghost Dog kind of going about his business, uh, interacting with folks, and then also you know on the run, uh, kind of getting revenge and fighting back against the Italians. Um, and throughout, he reads small passages from the book that he uh, keeps with him, which is the uh, Hagakure. I think is the the title yes. of the book that he's reading from. Um, and ultimately, uh, you know, well, and I guess I'm. I mean, it's I. Well, it's not that much of a spoiler ghost dog, eventually, Just to you spoil know, it all. Okay. Yeah. Ghost dog, it's right, in here. <laughs> ghost dog, essentially exacts revenge on the entirety of this mob family, but, but then has a final showdown with his boss, Louie, who he tells, you know, I respect him. He has honor toward his master and Louie ultimately kills him. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, the, the people that ghost dog has met throughout his life are touched by, you know, the things that they've left him or that he's left them. And, the, and then the film, um, ends and i believe that was i thought that was i think that's pretty good it's um, pretty good pretty and good. uh note i'll say one thing and chris mentioned it at the top the soundtrack composed by by rizza of the wu-tang clan and so there's a lot of like excellent kind of minimalist like hip-hop beats yeah. playing throughout the, the film i love
1: i love every time ghost dog like steals a car he like gets out <laughs> his cd carrier yeah. pops in the cd and, and,
2: <laughs> and he does like this very specific thing he like flips the cd over yeah. a couple of yeah. times like before he puts it in i he did, every time he did that i thought that was cool
1: he
0: also has, like, some, some magical device that allows him to hack any electronics at the <laughs> and, press of a button. And, and,
2: yes, and I was, I was thinking about that. Like, he hacks cars with this thing. And, like, but I was thinking about it, too, because this film was released in 1999. So, like, he has a very limited number of cars that he can hack <laughs> with this yeah, thing.
1: It, it, it is weird. I feel like something you much more see, like, in, like, a modern-day movie. Like, hacking yeah. the auto-start cars or whatever. These are just, like, you know... <laughs> comes yeah. from the 90s and he's yeah, sort of you
2: can only like hack up the nicest
0: cars like he 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 steals like a Mercedes and like a and Jaguar.
2: It, yeah. It, it, you can only hack like Mercedes, Lexus and Jaguars made from 1996 to 1999.
0: Honestly, <laughs> not a, not a bad deal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's uh yeah. What are you gonna say? Go, no, no, I was just I was like I was saying I'm excited to talk about this.
0: Yeah. So with with that synopsis in the can, let's head over to the uh the bull pit. And the bear pen. And uh
1: let's hear <laughs> let's hear from Bryce. The Bulls yeah. or the Bears, which is it gonna be? Um, I didn't have much like expectations going into this. I mean, it was on the Criterion channel, so I thought I was probably in for a, a good movie. Um, and I was definitely in for a good movie. So I liked it a lot. Um obviously I kind of already alluded to this, but it reminded me of Leon the Professional a lot. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of the the same kind of setup. He's like a hitman, but he's kind of got this this Code of Honor kind of like like a Heart of Gold um like a really a really great performance from Forrest Whitaker in this very like dialed back but like emotional at the same time like you really feel like his kind of like isolation like and, and loneliness kind of through his through his performance and it's just um fantastic um The movie like does a great job of like connecting him to these other just kind of like random people in his life which like his one friend is this guy that this French guy that sells sells ice cream and like he doesn't speak French so like they don't ever actually know like what they're saying to each other but um, they're always thinking the same thing but they're, always they're always thinking on the, the same, same page. thing. yeah I, I just thought that was like yeah. such like, like a like a cute like like very very um, wholesome relationship um, and then the, the same thing like with this little like girl like he this sounds creepy but like this girl this young child be, be friends in the park and like they exchange like books that they're reading um mm-hmm. But like Forrest Whitaker the character is just like such like a sweet guy in this, like I could really like you know, despite him being a hitman, kind of similar to um who was it in Leon the Professional? Uh, Natalie Jean, Corbin. Jean, or Jean Renault? Jean, Jean Renault. Like ah. kind of kinda of similar to, to him, right? Um so that definitely like brought me in and like connected me to the story a lot. Um and then it's just like very, very well made, very well directed. I was a little worried at the beginning when like Forrest Whitaker like wasn't saying anything and like the only like dialogue he had was like reading the samurai passages i was like oh okay, you were worried like, <laughs> i was like worried like he was never going to speak like the entire movie <laughs> and i was oh, like okay. oh I'm, I'm not gonna be able to get into this so like he never like you know talks any other characters um but that that went away eventually um i kind of wish i had seen like some more samurai movies before watching this because like obviously this is a big homage to those um mm-hmm. you know like something like something like a kurosawa film i wish i would have been more familiar with that sort of stuff before going into this but um on a whole i I liked it a lot Hmm.
0: all right cole what, what do you got
2: yeah so i i had never heard of this before you recommended it as i said earlier and i was pretty surprised like i downloaded you know i saw in the chat like ghost dog way of the samurai and i'm like oh this is probably gonna be some like older black and white like japanese film from the 60s and then when I pulled up the Criterion channel and I was like, Forrest Whitaker, like what? <laughs> and, then, and and then I saw it and I got more excited. Um, yeah. like I was, I was like looking forward to seeing something. I haven't honestly watched like any Kurosawa or any of those kind of like old style, like um or older kind of Japanese films. But then mm. seeing this and like reading the premise, I was really excited. And I left and I I I really enjoyed this movie. It is like it's such a vibe like there's such a specific vibe that it captures mm-hmm. so well and that's like the blend it's it's basically like and, and like, you know the rizza is attached to this because he did the soundtrack but like it's basically like if you like distilled the essence of the wu-tang clan and like made a movie <laughs> mm-hmm. um and and i thought that i thought that was great it's like a, it's it's also a very funny movie as well yeah. like um, there are some serious moments and pretty much everything around Forrest Whitaker that he does is like very touching and pretty heartfelt. But then there are other very funny moments, notably that come from the, the Italian guys in the film. Because they're like, they are these like kind of hard hitting Italian mobsters, but they're also like kind of goofballs and, and yeah. kind of don't have their shit together. Um, I, I remember, I think one of the first scenes you see the head guy who has these these big glasses I can't remember any of their names besides Louie now. But um, he he like – there's a man that it comes to him and he's like, I'll pay you the rest tomorrow. Which like to me, I wasn't sure if that was – he was just like stiffing the guy or he actually didn't have the money and he needed to get more so that he didn't have his affairs in order. And then there's another guy that comes in toward the end that I don't remember his, his role but he says something. He like leaves and he's like, what kind of operation are you guys running here? So yeah. they're like – kind of clumsy like stupid monsters, yeah. which i thought was interesting like an interesting take um but yeah overall i just like i really really like this movie it, it's and i guess i should say it despite it being like very funny and having these kind of like goofy moments it's very competently made um yes there's some really excellent shots that the opening sequence when you just are like watching this the this pigeon like fly through the air and then you have these aerial shots over what is really like new jersey and, and new york but it's not this like it's not named in the movie um yeah and you get these like cool aerial shots and then you just have this like kind of thumping beat that plays like the whole movie i was like nodding my head like to the beat mm-hmm. um which is which is great it was like it's it's it captures this tone so well and i i loved it i thought it was it was awesome
1: you get like this like great dance sequence where like Ghost Dog is on his roof, like practicing his samurai sword <laughs> yeah. skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Well, I was, I was obviously bullish. I mean, I, I, this is one, a movie that I wanted to watch for a long time. Um, you know, obviously, just the name alone. I mean, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds a, a dope. Like, and then you hear it's Forest Whitaker. It's like, okay, Forrest Whitaker is an actor who, uh, he doesn't miss. You know, we we gotta watch him. Um, the Last King of Scotland. Sometime that's a crazy yeah. movie. Another and
2: another Forest mm-hmm. Whitaker film that we'll have to watch at some point is Bloodsport because he's in Bloodsport across oh, with John Jean
0: Claude Van Damme? Oh really? Yes. Oh, he's, he plays like he that.
2: plays this like dopey like CIA dude, and it's from like nineteen. Is it? It's, it's, it's nineteen eighty eight. I think, but that'll be mm. another one. That'll be another one mm. we'll watch eventually.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, I could I could just listen to I could listen to. Forrest Whitaker reading Samurai Maxims while driving around in his Mercedes bumping Wu Tang Clan beats like all day oh, yeah. long. Like that could have oh, been the yeah. whole movie and I would have been satisfied honestly. But <laughs> but but what you have is like a really like like an excellent like like almost like a minimalist action movie. I'm surprised you guys had mentioned this but it reminded me a lot of a uh, Pig with with Nick Cage.
2: Yeah, that's just fair. in the way
0: that it's kind of like this sort of quiet, like meditative almost anti-action movie you know Mm -hmm. and you have this main character that's like very committed to like a specific set of ideas obviously for nick cage and pig it's like you know like the craft of like cooking and you know for forrest whitaker it's the way of the samurai but i feel like those these two movies are like i feel like they're like very connected um in a way um but yeah like it's 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 just like uh it's such an interesting movie um i feel like like it it's it's almost like just such a strange subject matter because the movie really revolves completely around like his being committed to the samurai code like for better or worse and it, and it leads that him as a character to do things that like don't make sense you know what i mean and it's like but you can like respect it because it's like he's following this this creed
1: you know mm-hmm. yeah his, um, his whole thing in the movie is that like louis like saved his life like I don't know how long or how long ago it was, like ten years yeah. or so. So like he's like feels like indebted to him, and always says like Louis, like I'm your retainer, and like he won't yeah. kill Louis, even though like he's part of this, this mob. That's and it's killed kind killed of him. tragic
0: yeah. because they talk a lot in the movie about like the conflict of the old ways and the new ways, right? And it's kind of this tragedy because it's like because of his choice to live by the old ways, you know, Ghost Dog has this loyalty, this like undying loyalty to someone who literally like couldn't care less about him like despite the fact that he saved his his life he doesn't really care about him you know but he because because it, again it's like the old ways are like loyalty and you know being willing to throw your life down on the line for someone whereas the new ways are just like you know whatever can turn a profit you know what i mean so it's an interesting like interesting story where it's like you have a character who is like loyal to a fault and like so honorable that you almost want to slap them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at the ending, I was like, why are you going to, why are you sacrificing yourself for this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and again, like it's, it's like a, it's like a very subtly funny movie. You know, obviously like, you know, we talked about some of the moments like, the, you know, you have this like geriatric, like out of shape. <laughs> You know, Italian. These aren't the good fellas. These are like the mediocre fellas. You know, <laughs> and like, uh, you know, there's a great moment where like they're they're talking, they're having this like rather racist conversation about how like all the the black people have nicknames and all the like oh, Native Americans yeah. have nicknames, but this then they're like, moment. okay, go get uh go get Sammy the Snake and uh, <laughs> Big Angie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second. <laughs> so yeah, like, that, there's a lot of just like really. Yeah, there's a lot of like really subtle like dry humor in it. I also loved the use of um the the cartoons and how like Oftentimes, like, the cartoons that were playing in the background, yeah. like, exactly, like, mirrored or, like, kind of commented on the action that was happening. Every um, time
1: there was a TV in the movie, it was playing a cartoon. There was never anything yes. on a television yeah. that wasn't a cartoon. And they, they pulled and the, from, like, there was, like, itchy and scratchy cartoons. Yes. from the And Simpsons the cartoons were always,
0: the cartoons were always, like, a very subtle hint of yeah. what was about to happen. Like, like the ending where, the, the awesome moment where he shoots the... The, the 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 main or the boss of the gang. Well that's actually not the main boss that's like the side boss. Um mm-hmm. yeah you're talking about like through his, his plumbing. Yeah through the the the, the <laughs> pipe from the basement like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah like all this to say it's like it, it's a very special movie. It's just like it's a very quiet meditative kind of movie. Even the violence is like is so is so restrained. Like the moment that really struck me was the first hit he did where he kind of like it was like he was clicking a mouse on the guys with the gun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he shot him three times and it was just like poop, poop, poop. And the guy and just like, sat there Yeah, and on then he moving.
2: just slumps over, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like he was just pressing buttons, you know? It was so it was so violent yet it was so like calm and zen almost. I haven't seen action like that, you know? Um, so yeah, like I, I really liked it. But I want to get your guys' – Read on, like, what what do you think like the larger sort of ideas of this movie are? Because again, it was it was a little frustrating to me watching the ending, and being like, you know, why why sacrifice yourself? All these people care about you, and you do so much good for all these people. Yet you're sacrificing yourself for this this degenerate mafioso guy. You know. So I'm just curious, what what do you guys what your guys take on like the meaning of this movie?
2: Oh man, I guess it's
1: a, it's a good question.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's something I honestly like not if i had to i I agree with your point that the ending is frustrating it's honestly something i in terms of like overall meaning that i haven't thought too much about i was reading one review that said like um because you know we talked about ghost dog having this ghost dog having this affinity for like the way of the samurai this old way like of loyalty and respect and like devotion to your master and it was a review that i read from roger ebert (laughs) and it said like the film is it's like entertaining, but the only way to explain Ghost Dog's behavior is that he's insane, and that yeah. <laughs> and that um he's like he's just kind of glommed on to this idea of like the way of the samurai to justify his actions, in a way, and I don't I didn't really like that uh, response um i think that i mean we've talked about it a bit when we did our episode on mishima because mishima kind of writes about the way of the samurai and has a similar affinity for it as well but i thought that um you know ghost dogs overall like dedication and and uh like wanting to find this like greater purpose through these through these like uh maxims that he was reading was compelling um Ultimately, like the way he pursued it, I don't think was great <laughs> or like the, the, the what actually came from it wasn't great. um, But, yeah, I I mean, for me, I, I think that it it captured a story that is like super entertaining to watch and ultimately points a finger at like this is the new way that people exist. And it's a tragedy that people like Ghost Dog have to die and almost like mm-hmm. um die at the hand of their own kind of ideas and, and, and um fate. The only analogy I can think of is like the uh, the paradox of intolerance, if that's something you guys have heard of.
0: Uh, is that no right? actually what's that?
2: Oh it, it's essentially like- it's it's essentially like I think um it was something I, I read online and it came came out with the recent kind of um watershed social justice moments we've had in the last few years. But like basically like people are taught this idea of tolerance, but the one thing that you cannot tolerate is intolerance um mm-hmm. that ba- basically it's like um ghost dog has like reverence for his master uh due to this like old way that he subscribes to however like once if his master does not have that same respect back like he shouldn't i think I don't. he can't reciprocate he shouldn't reciprocate the respect at that point that, that's the only thing I, I could think of and it's it's a tragedy that um he kind of fell victim to that that like respect to a fault and then eventually lost his life because of it um, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: and, and that ending is just like heartbreaking too like when his like his friend and that little girl just like watching like this this like pretty badass like final showdown in the street you know
0: yeah
1: but like they're just like watching on as like he he dies and they're, they're like yelling like why are you doing this like <laughs> i'm not quoting exactly but they're like you know yeah. they're they're confused you know as as well as like the viewer is in terms of like why are you why are you letting him kill you um so that's a mm-hmm. pretty good read read Cole yeah oh. Well,
0: thank you. <laughs> it's interesting because I've actually um, I've seen I haven't seen an, enough like samurai movies, but I I have seen the movie um, Rashomon, the Kurosawa film that. Oh, nice. The book on that it's b- based on is obviously a central element of um, the movie, and it's interesting because th- what happens in Rashomon is that like basically there's a situation where a a woman is um, I forget I think I think she's like a woman is like beaten or or something something bad happens to a woman and and basically there's like the 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 woman and her husband and the man who is accused of doing it and they all have like basically the movie is in three parts and like you hear each of their stories of what happened the last duel is actually like a kind of a ripoff of of rashomon (laughs) it's like the same setup like you hear each side's perspective and then at the end you like figure out what the 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 truth is
1: basically oh, this sounds like the after party on apple tv plus <laughs> yeah i mean i think
0: yeah. Rashomon is something that like a lot of yeah. it's like a central influence for a lot of other that, sound, things. that
1: sounds cool i want to watch that
0: yeah but um I'm, I'm curious like if there's some idea here of like because it was it was something that it was even directly like alluded to in the dialogue of this movie like you know the idea like you you see things from different perspectives and and it, it changes everything about how you approach things like there's one of the samurai maxims was about like um, when it's about to rain and how, you know, the person who who is like basically mentally prepared for the rain will get just as wet as the person who isn't mentally prepared, but they'll be able to deal with it a lot better. And like, I don't yeah. know if like, you know, there's something just about like, like, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I just there's there's something interesting just about like, you know he in, in 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 forest whitaker's head like he's he's li- living the life of a samurai right like he's he's like basically in ancient japan like he talks about ancient japan as if he's there but he literally is just like a dude basically a homeless guy who who lives on a
1: roof <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like twirls swords around in his free time his you know cute birds though yeah, yeah but i'm saying there's there's almost like this interesting thing where it's like you could look at it as like he's a real samurai or he's just like a crazy just like <laughs> cosplayer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just thought that was cool. Even like some of the stuff he does, like the kind of cheesy way that he like twirls his guns. Oh, before I he love, I love
1: them. that. I,
2: yeah, that was really. <laughs> that
1: creepy. was amazing. I love that so
2: much. Oh, man. It, it felt yeah. like that, that video of like the dude sword fighting with a broom on YouTube in a way. Um, but. Anyway. I mean, it's like
1: it's like a it, that's that's more like a Western like cowboy sort of move, right? Like twirling your gun and putting it back into its holster. Which I mean, Western cowboy movies are also very influenced by samurai stories. So yeah, but I think yeah. he was like
2: specifically trying to twirl it like it was a katana, and then like, yeah. was, like sheath it, which is which is, it's a funny detail. Don't get me wrong, but it's goofy. <laughs> the,
0: yeah, the inclusion of some of these like obviously kind of goofy elements makes me feel like you know, there's there's like. It just like there's there's a a, a, the two ways of looking at it, like, you know, what I mean, like, like he's almost just like a very enthusiastic, like, like, you know how like when a kid will go and see like Spider-Man and then they'll be like (laughs) doing web slinging with their hands afterwards because they're so excited. It's almost like he's like this very enthusiastic, like he watched too many samurai movies and then like was like, I'm going to go and do this myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then there's also like the, the read where it's like he's no he's like an actual samurai like, he's living the way of the samurai, which I think he is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But just, like, depending on how you look at it, you know?
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because you can definitely, you know, from what the movie's, like, presented, like, you can definitely read it either way. Because, like, they really want you, like, to sympathize and get behind um, Ghost Dog. But then at the, at, the, at the same time, like, you're kind of, you know, astounded by the actual, like, violence he's committing. Yeah. And like, the the bizarre choices um, he's making. I feel like the I feel like it's more meant to it's more meant to end the movie with, with the read that like he's kind of like sticking to this this old way this old code too strictly because it's like you know at least me as a viewer like I'm not I'm not like happy when he <laughs> he dies at the end right like if if the way you read it was like oh he he is a great samurai he did the right thing then right like the movie would present the ending as like you know he he came to his honorable his honorable death right but it doesn't I don't think it presents it that way that way at all so I feel but like. That's- the, Hmm. Go ahead.
0: No, that's what's so interesting to me because like the ending, I feel like you can see it either way. Like, don't you think it would have been a bit disappointing if at the end he had like given up the samurai code entirely and just shot the guy and been like, I'm done being a samurai now. Like, like it's, it it feels, the ending feels, it feels silly almost because it's like you just like sacrifice yourself for no reason. But then at the same time, it's like, well, that's, that's what he believes. Like, that's what he's doing. Like, it, it feels absurd but it also feels like right at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I'm just drawing a parallel between that and like some of the other things, like the silly way he twirls the gun. Like it feels absurd to look at it, but it also feels right for
1: what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? You're saying it's kind of strange that like the movie is really like presenting both ideas and not like going one way or the other. I, I
0: think it really is. I think the movie is really like trying to get you to see both I think it's trying to show you both things. And I think that's that's why also we have the parallel between like the rather serious action that we're seeing in the movie and like the silly cartoons that are playing, which often mirror the action. Right. It's like you can look at this as like a like a a, some sort of like hard boiled mob mob movie with very serious hitman action. Or you can look at it as like a silly cartoon. It's like the Mm -hmm. same thing. You know what I mean?
2: All I'll say is I think that this may warrant us to watch the film that this is apparently an homage to. I don't know if you guys read this on Wikipedia, but there's a 1967 French neo-noir crime film called Les Samurai.
0: Oh yeah, I, I got to watch that.
2: Yeah, that apparently this is like considered to be like a like this that film really inspired a lot of what happens in here and they have apparently similar endings, so I'd be curious to give that a watch and see how they stack up. Um but yeah, I just figured I'd interject with that. We got to um, watch
1: Kurosawa's Seven Samurai also. I like have that one on Criterion yeah. Blu-ray, but I I have to watch it. That's like 8
0: hours long or something. Yeah. Right? That's or, that's why I'm yet to oh, watch
1: Jesus. it cuz it's it's very it's at least yeah. 3, I think. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Yeah, I just um, think I'm not I'm not like making a statement either way. I just think that that like that like kind of duality of like you know, you could you could you could see it as that like he's a true samurai or you could see it like he's just like a crazy cosplayer running around play acting as a samurai like i think both both readings of it are like equally interesting and compelling and i think the fact that the movie like offers you both of them but doesn't actually definitively choose between each of them is pretty interesting you know
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that's a good point um i think for me like it i there's still uh, although the ending didn't like it, you don't get that, like, really satisfying kind of, like, oh, this is what this film was about and walk away with it and feel, like, confident in what, what you're taking away. I think the film itself has enough going for it for me in terms of just, like, the, the tone that it captures and the, like, combination of so many different, like, fairly unique cultures that blends into this one thing that is, like, so distinct. And um, you mentioned, like, the, especially the cartoons, Chris... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like the, the constant reference and like depiction of cartoons. And like a lot of hip hop music will just like sample cartoons or, or yeah. like references. There's specifically one that they show, it's like from Felix the Cat, where the mad scientist is um turning he's he, and it's like a great line too, because it's like, I can turn diamonds into jelly beans, but do you think I'm happy? And as soon as the audio started playing, I I knew exactly what it was gonna say because there's this one MF Doom song where that is. Oh really? Sampled. He samples that. <laughs> he samples that, and I I was trying to find it today while I was um like before we started recording. I'll have to find it and send it to you. But he he samples that specific like cartoon, and it's like I knew exactly what's happening, and it was like this like big brain like reference moment and i was like i was so hyped when that came on. you have the
0: entire map of culture like yeah yeah that's all the dots it's
2: it's hip-hop it's samurai movies and it's like cartoons from the 80s and 90s yeah i couldn't
0: i couldn't help but think of mf doom because like i feel like if there was ever a movie where it would have made sense for mf doom to show up at some point it would have been this one
2: yeah like i I watched this i'd be like okay this either like this i guess this is like right before he like came onto the scene like yeah. he like had to have watched this and be like that's me like that's what i'm gonna be yeah yeah <laughs> and it's awesome like i loved it for that yeah um, oh man well it sounds like we're not gonna get too much fisticuffs out of us because uh you know we all seem to have rave reviews for ghost dog um
0: yeah i mean it's 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 like it's it's such a it's such a minimalist movie like it's it's not it's it's i feel like it's it's yeah. one that's worth that you could just like rewatch a lot because it, it, it almost feels like it's like a meditation on like action it's like you have an action hero who's not like I feel like usually like I think this could have been like a John Wick type thing right like they killed mm-hmm. his pigeons and like he wants revenge but that's like not what it was right like he literally is just like very um, kind of somberly carrying out his duties I love the moment where he's like one of the the samurai quotes is like if a samurai's complexion grows dull, then it may – he may find it suitable to apply some powdered rouge. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, gets, like, a, a sweet suit and, like, a, swaps for, like, a nice car and he's just, like, yeah. cruising down the highway. like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um. Speaking. You mentioned John Wick. One thing I'll, I was thinking of when they first show uh, Ghost Dog's like pigeon coop on top I mean, of the house. It's like it's
1: Lawrence Fishburne from the the from second the, movie, right? Yeah,
2: because yeah. that's like like I remember like Lawrence was like the master of these pigeons in New York, and it was like very similar. And I I have to imagine that that was in, or like Ghost Dog inspired. That sounds like a direct, yeah, <laughs> direct <of> reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the scene when Ghost Dog makes his way like upstate to whatever whatever state he's in and like goes yeah. to the the mansion and like cleans house and um and then the subsequent interaction he has with the bear hunters.
1: Oh, yeah, um, that was like it was, was also, so random like compared to everything yeah.
2: else in the movie, but that was a good scene too. Yeah. Um I yeah, I don't know. That was like it, it's not like I don't know. It, it was like definitely just like he just straight up kills these guys in the forest that are like being a very like offensive and racist to him and also human- it, it's like
1: it's like well, very much something out of like a samurai movie. Like you're just like on the road, like in between towns and like mm-hmm. you happen across this thing yeah, right. on the edge of the road. And then like, you know, some some sort of showdown happens. Um, yeah. And I remember mean, like that the there was, kind of idea. But yeah, there was
0: the scene earlier where his 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 friend from the ice cream truck was like reading a book on bears. And he was oh, saying yes. uh, that he was saying in French that ghost dog is is basically like a bear you know and, and and look at forrest whitaker i mean that's the thing that's so interesting about like the character is like and i was watching like an interview with uh the director jim jarmusch and he was saying that like forrest whitaker was like the only actor that he would do this movie with like if he couldn't get forrest whitaker to do it he wouldn't have done the movie because like forrest whitaker he has like he looks like a big teddy bear like, he looks like the <laughs> nicest human being but yet he also like you know is such a is such a large man and you can see like The danger in his eyes like you know he kind of has this like sad like kind-hearted loner type of presence Mm -hmm. almost like a bear you know like a bear wandering the woods alone looking for food you know and like so i think that you know the scene where he comes across that they've executed like a bear and the bear is endangered right an endangered black bear right and they literally talk about How like Ghost Dog talks about how he himself is like an endangered species, you know, and like there's the in the showdown between him and Louis. They talk about how they're both like the last of their kind, you know. So I think that scene where he confronts the bear hunters like ties back with like a lot of the other ideas in the movie, you know. Yeah, I it, totally it, forgot about
1: that bear book in the beginning. I, I totally yeah. forgot about that, but that, that that does pull it together really
2: well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they so, talk
0: about how like, oh, there's not too many of them left, so when you see one, you got to
2: get a good shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, again, ties to like th- this thing that could, some people may see like, oh, this, lol, this is so random. Like he just finds these guys and kills them. But then like you're saying it ties back and ties into like what happens later in the film. Again, speaks to it's like execution. It's like this weird distilled cultural amalgamation with like some humor thrown in and then just like really excellent composition and it's such it's like a very strange mixture that that works super well um and it's just like yeah i i don't i don't know i can't i can't like think of anything really bad to say about it um
1: yeah i think my only negative would be like some things like went over my head a little bit um, Yeah, in terms of like I feel like I need to like to pause the movie when like they're reading the samurai quotes uh, so I can yes, like I, I totally reread it Bryce. a couple more times like get get the point and then also just like not having seen a lot of samurai movies or like not being super familiar with a lot of Wu-Tang songs or whatever like I feel like some of that just went over my head I'm not like necessarily criticizing the movie for that but just like you know mm-hmm. some things well, I wasn't like as familiar with as like other viewers would be what, my once, copy of the uh, oh sorry go ahead
2: no, uh, oh, go ahead, Chris. My points. I
1: was going to
0: say my, my copy of the, the Hagakure is, is supposed to be delivered tomorrow from Amazon. <laughs> so watch oh,
2: out. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> some nighttime reading for you. Yeah. Um, well, one small detail. I guess I, I, I don't know if you guys want to we can start maybe wrapping up or if you want to we want to keep talking. This detail maybe fits into like last call territory last for call. me. Um, but one, one kind of small detail, and this maybe speaks just like the level of filmmaking, is early on when Ghost Dog first, you know, he's getting geared up from his his cabin on top of this building. And then he he descends down onto the streets and he's kind of working his way through the sidewalks at night. And um yeah. he passes by a bar that is closing. And one thing I appreciated, and this is like maybe like low level film student kind of observation, but like instead of them being like, Oh, or showing a clock or it's like, oh, it's 2 a.m. or uh, New York. I think the bars close at four. Right.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and he's like, like, this is what time it is. It, just him walking past this bar tells you that's closing. It tells you like, oh, it's late at night. Like, it's very late. Yeah. It's not like 8 p.m. or something. And then also he like walks past the patrons of the bar that are leaving and they like don't acknowledge him at all. Like he kind of yeah. just like slips past them in the night and it kind of like showed to his character that either people don't pay much attention to him or he just kind of is like weaving his way throughout the streets and like not like he's just not observed. Um, yeah. I know that was a cool, cool character detail, and like just a cool bit of like visual storytelling without being, you know, ham fisted about Well, it. I think,
0: I think that that's like, also by the way, that bar was called liquid sword, which is <laughs>
2: cool. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. I didn't see that. That's great.
0: But um, <laughs> I think that's the thing that's so interesting about this movie. It's like, This is like literally like, you know, it's like a homeless black guy in New York, right? Like he's basically homeless. Like it's not like he has like a house with a key. Like he goes, he's homeless. He lives on a roof with a bunch of birds and there's like bird poop everywhere. And he goes around stealing cars. Like this is someone who like essentially would be like, you know, totally ignored. Like no one would acknowledge him. You know what I mean? The people who do acknowledge him are the people who know who he really is. You know, you see like people a lot of people will be paying such reverence to him like oh ghost dog you know what i mean like because they know what the deal is right but like just based on his appearance no one really pays much attention to him and that's part of he's able to actually use that as a weapon you know what i'm saying like he's such a large guy but he still manages to be in the shadows not by like not from like actual stealth of sneaking around but just like by being someone that you know no one particularly cares about right like he uses that to his advantage and uses that to be like effective as a hitman so like i don't know i just i just feel like there's a lot of just like he's like an anti-action hero you know what i mean like <laughs> like like he's he's just sort of like this this nobody you know who no one no one cares about or no one even thinks twice of you know like they literally, there's a there's a moment where like literally the mafia guys like drive past him on the street. Remember? Oh yeah, the guys that that's, are looking that's for him like
2: they, the, no one has seen him or no besides Louis, right? Yeah. Um, but they don't even think of that that it could be him potentially.
0: And they literally go around shooting random people yeah. when they're looking for him. Like they shoot like a random. They just go to anybody guy. on the
1: roof with a with a bird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, so I, I think there are a lot of interesting ideas on just like you know like like just like how society looks at different people and just like how 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 he's like existing in this space like his character exists in like this like other realm basically where he he's like someone who no one cares about but he's able to like sneak in and like you know be doing these precise hits you know what i mean like like it's just it's just an interesting dynamic you know i don't it's 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 something that you don't see very often usually the, the hit man is like is like more of like a they're like John glorified <laughs> yeah I mean I think the professional is the closest example because that's another character who's just kind of like almost a loser but he's also like this like Skilled hitman, but usually it's like a John Wick or like literally like Hitman, the movie, yeah. video game. It, you know, and it's, <laughs> instead of
2: raw liquid milk, Forrest Whitaker's slam slamming ice cream cone left cones left and right <laughs> in this. Yeah, all of,
0: hitmen have a dairy a dairy addiction. They're model. not a, they're not lactose intolerant apparently. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I want to oh, see a man.
0: movie where a hitman is like drinking like oat milk or almond milk. <laughs> oh, <wait>. give, <laughs> a give it a couple of years, you'll get you'll get that eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Oh yeah, well I guess we can slide over into
1: the last call. I only got maybe a couple just um there's that dog that kept showing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> that dog was super cute. I wish you would have took taken taken him in. Um but I think I guess they're just kind of trying to show also that like, oh uh ghost dog is also I guess this is maybe a little bit on the nose, but you know, he's like a lost a lost dog. <laughs> yeah. Um just another like little detail that I appreciated. Um I like, I like to shout out this, this movie for having a Marvel comics reference in it. Um, <laughs> there's Which one. The little girl is like showing him like the books that she has. And one of them is Night Nurse. And that's a Marvel, a Marvel comic. That's who like Rosario Dawson's character in the, um, oh, oh. the Daredevil show is based off. Yeah, like, like Night Nurse. She like runs around in the night, like helping superheroes that have been been hurt um, oh
2: i i assumed it was like some kind of like harlequin romance novel yeah and like, me, yeah you've read too. that <laughs> <laughs> but but i mean that's that's cool
1: <laughs> at least that's maybe maybe it's something else but when, I, when somebody says night nurse that's the only thing that i i know of um okay <laughs> and then just like in terms of like world building i feel like we've talked about on the podcast before like when there's like a random character that like doesn't get like developed but like you like see them and they're like super interesting like um like I ghost know exactly dog like what you're gonna say, meets Bryce. that one random guy in the street and like ghost dog has like the some like samurai symbol like on his like necklace and like, the other guy has like like a, a cross on his necklace and like, you kind of get the sense that he's like very similar well, well, to that ghost was there is a
2: yeah that was the oh really yeah. yeah oh like, that's awesome did, like this like camo like track suit and he has yeah. brass knuckles in one hand
1: Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't realize yeah. that, but I just thought that was a really a really cool moment. It's like, oh like here's like another guy that's like living the similar kind of life. Yeah,
0: that was them. like the ultimate like fan service <laughs> moment. Yeah. Like that was the equivalent of like, you know, Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers assemble.
1: Like,
0: yeah, like
1: I, awesome. I, I didn't yeah. realize it was a fan service moment, but I, I still liked yeah. it. So Yeah, <laughs> and, and the
2: Rizzo's actually I think he's gotten into acting recently. He was in that um that uh Bob Odenkirk, like action film, nobody. Um, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. I watched. Them. Yeah, I, I I didn't see it, but I just know he's he was in it.
0: I'm pretty sure he had something to do with that that um that action movie that Keanu Reeves directed and starred in, the Man of I think it was called Man of Tai Chi or something like that. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think you know, obviously, like he has like a an affinity for like like martial art. I think all the three of those guys, RZA and Forest Whitaker and Jim Jarmusch all like have like a big affinity for like martial arts and forrest whitaker like studied martial arts oh man when he was younger i think um i actually also also a side note i saw jim jarmusch like on the street in new york one time you can't miss him he looks if you guys see what he looks like like he's not it's not easily confused with other people (laughs) (laughs) he's he's kind of a distinctive looking fellow i saw him like across the sidewalk one time like he had like these crazy sunglasses on and like his big like white hair it's like a shock of white hair on his head so like you can't miss him um yeah just a just a little side note there oh,
2: yeah. um hollywood insider christian
0: cuevas is yeah here. hollywood insider i don't white think hair.
1: i've seen any other jim jarmusch movie
0: me neither neither have I. I me neither
1: um yeah but anyways
0: shall we go to the ratings
2: yeah yeah all right who's gonna start cole okay um yeah, so I, I really like this movie. One point that I kept thinking about, and, like, I mean this in no way, it does not disrespect but this would be, like, an, an awesome movie to just, like, play at, like, at a party, like, project oh, it on sure. the wall or, like, at a bar or something. Um, like, I think of, like, this and, like, Blue Velvet are, like, the kind of, like, somewhat deep cuts that, like, if someone comes into the bar or the party and they're like, oh, shit, you're playing Ghost Dog, you, like, go, you immediately <laughs> yeah. know that this guy knows what's up. Um, yeah like i i, I couldn't sure. help think of that and like i i think there's also there's like a youtube supercut of just like all the moments of of forrest whitaker like driving in his stolen car while like playing hip-hop yeah. and then like looking pensively out the window there's like a 20 minute cut of that somewhere on youtube that would be another great yeah. thing to just throw on um the um the three
0: like the three older like mob guys like at the table like the way they were sitting and like the kind of like stilted way that they spoke, it was giving me like David Lynch vibes, <laughs> yeah. For sure,
2: yeah. The the one the one guy that sat in the middle, who was played by, um, I saw in Henry Silva. Henry, Henry yeah. Silva. He had like this very strange cadence to his voice, and it was like, yeah, it was funny, but it was also a little off putting. Um, anyway, I I really liked Ghost Dog. I think that um, in terms of. Uh, In terms of, like, the, uh, I think Bryce mentioned it, reading some of the bits, like, these included maxims, the text on the screen, like, having some more time to digest, that would have been great. Um, But, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It's one that, like, again, it captures such a vibe, and it's a vibe that, like, is pretty close to, or, like, something that I, like, really enjoy and and can, like, and have consumed, you know, a good amount of media related to it it as well. Um, So I'm going to be giving Ghost Dog four and a half stars.
0: Four, and a, half, Four Bryce? and a half. What
1: do you got? Yeah. so I mean I really liked it also. I feel like I kinda expressed that in the um, you know, the initial reaction. But I mean Forrest Whitaker is just like incredible in this movie. He gives like such like a emotional moving performance without being like super in your face about it. And it's like a character you can really, really connect with. Um and you know, we we've been through it a lot on the podcast today, but like, you know, they're they're expressing a lot of interesting ideas here, not necessarily giving you like an answer one way or another um super well directed and written um the soundtrack is great um I, I just like i said i feel like some things went over my my head a little bit um and I, I don't think it like breaks into that like instant classic you know territory where, where you'd be giving it like four and a half or five stars but um de- definitely a really good movie I'm, I'm gonna give it four stars all
0: right um yeah i mean this is definitely like I I was pretty blown away by this one. I mean, it's it's there's a lot there's a lot here, and I think there's a lot of of meat for like, you know, um, repeated viewings of this movie, and also kind of like getting in touch with like a lot of the references that this movie is making, and like understanding those more, and then coming back to this movie. I definitely see myself like watching this movie again. It's it's uh, it's like this this meditative like zen kind of movie almost like uh i I love movies like 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 this movie or like stalker or drive my car that really just invite you to kind of like while you're watching the movie like to just kind of chew over the the themes that they're playing with without like presenting them to you to like you know like too obviously you know what i'm saying just sort of subtly placing them there
1: yeah exactly
0: just subtly kind of almost like 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 playing a record you know you just you just put it on and you just kind of like let it play and you just sort of like are are invited to just kind of sit there and think about it like the action the action is like um you know it's like secondary yeah, it's 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 really not about the action, although the action I think is pretty great. it's 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 a calm sort of movie. And like, you know, I love the idea of this character who's kind of like this 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 like like literally like a samurai and also like, very, like in commune with nature, you know, It's almost like, his character is like a part of nature like the way that like all the animals yeah, in the movie know when he's like just trust like him
1: on his roof
2: yeah the, the, the he was laying on top like of chilling. so much bird shit though it was kind of <laughs> gross
1: yeah
0: <laughs> but like it's this idea of like like you know the gritty like streets of 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 New York and the New York area is almost like this kind of like ecosystem you know and the ghost dog is like this this endangered creature that's like you know surviving in this like ecological landscape and like is is in such close synergy with all the other elements of nature around him and like he's like a hit man you know what i mean like it's so cool like and there's so many interesting ideas there and it's like such a well-paced movie and like you know such like subtle humor and just like you know really subtle use of like symbolism with like the cartoons and stuff and like mm-hmm. I, I i i'm really like like, all about this movie, and it's definitely one that I'm going to be be uh, recommending to people and, and and watching again in the future. I'm going to give this one five out of five stars. Oh,
2: man. Knew where that one was going, but I think it, I think it deserves
0: <laughs> it. So for what do sure. we got? We got five. We got the that's, seal for the, sure. That's here. 13 yeah. and a half. Plus four. Plus four and a half. Carry the seven. Of course. it's 13 and a half stars.
2: Oh, man. Well. The seal of
0: approval for Ghost Dog. Add it to
2: the list. Way that the and drive my, drive my car and uh, Ghost Dog after this podcast.
0: Oh yeah, Drive My Car is on the list, right? I mean, yeah, I gave that one five stars. Is, it's yeah. great. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. So, with that said, let's let's set our eyes on on the next episode, which I have no idea who's picking or what we're watching. Someone tell me.
2: I think Bryce told us before we started recording. Yeah. So next.
1: so last week we we put little rewind out right where we we, yes. we revisited our, our our episode of the witch which is robert edgar's first movie and and next weekend uh, right. robert edgar's third movie is is hitting theaters which is the north man starring um and willem defoe's in there i taylor joy's in there um alexander of, Scar- the Scar- Scar- Scar-Guard 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 nicole kidman yeah it's 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 definitely um his his biggest budget robert edgar's his biggest biggest budget movie yet um so it's going to be be interesting to see how this one goes. I think we're all looking forward to it, but a little, you know, skeptical in case the, the studio intervention kind of gets in the way too much. But it's definitely gonna be a an interesting podcast for sure. So so next week we'll be back with another live episode where we're, where we're watching Robert Egger's The North Man.
0: And the Northman cometh next week on essential viewing. Oh, yeah. I heard it here first. Thanks for listening. I'm Christian Cuevas, as always, here with
1: Colby Olin. And Bryce Kramer.
0: And we will see you next time.